Hello, welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. So today's episode is a special Extraordinary People episode uh, featuring Vincent Atunez, who is the creator of Trail Toes, which is, those of you who are in the running community will probably be familiar with it, this cream that you not only can throw in your feet, but also into your nether regions and anywhere else okay it prevents chafing and blisters and it's just an all-around amazing product um i have used it and um i love it i i think it's great and i just think it's so crazy that here's a guy who you know was sitting on a mountaintop in afghanistan and um kind of cooked up the idea for this thing and um the rest is history. And uh, yes, he is an army veteran. Um, he's also a college professor. And then in his spare time, I don't think he sleeps, um, is devoted to creating trail toes, uh, various creams. He's got stuff for uh, different body parts if you really want that or formulations if you don't like certain ingredients. He created um, leashes for dogs that run and also creams for dogs. Um, he also has created um, tire dragging um, equipment. <laughs> he, he's turned himself into, I don't, I don't know what the male version of seamstress is, um, but he's, he's taught himself to sew with like this industrial sewing machine and has made not only the leashes, but also some of these uh, travel bags that are, you know, custom made or, you know, he just, you know, makes them and I don't, I don't think he sleeps, but his day job <laughs> is teaching uh, at University of North Texas full-time. He is a doctoral professor. Okay. So, or a PhD, you can call him doctor for reals um, as opposed to me, because I only have a master's <laughs> anyway. Uh, and he's also a very accomplished ultra runner. I mean, this guy is like pretty extreme and, um, yes, he's, he's very interesting. I met him, um, a few years ago, um, at a taping of the 10 junk miles podcast in Austin, um, at a now defunct shoe store. And, um, <laughs> we kept making jokes about his cream. <laughs> so it kind of went from there. Um, but anyway, but yeah, Vincent is amazing. Um, very accomplished, very creative, very devoted. And it's funny cause we have a lot of mutual, uh, friends, acquaintances or whatnot, you know, it, the trail community is, is sort of small in some ways. Um, so yeah, it was really, really fun talking to him last night. Um, yeah, he, he really wanted to talk in the evenings. And so I'm just like, okay, most evenings I'm not really <laughs> ready or hanging out to, you know, do interviews with people. Cause I just, you know, it just depends on my schedule, but I'm just not, uh, I tend to wind down kind of early and, um, you know, that's that. But last night I had to teach till about seven ish. And, um, and then of course there was like this horrendous, accident on 281 north um causing the highway to be closed down i had to take all these weird side roads and whatnot but managed to <laughs> manage to make it home not to dnf and uh yeah so anyway so we talked last night and uh until about nine or so and you know which is <laughs> kind of my bedtime 
<laughs> and it was so much fun talking to him and, and just, you know, learning about him, his running career and the creation of these products and, you know, what he wants to do next and, and that sort of thing. So um, without any further ado, good Lord, that's a cliche, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Uh, here's my, my discussion talk, whatever you want to call it, um, with Vincent Atunez. Also, if you go to the Stubborn Tortoise uh, on Facebook, there is a video version of this. It's not very exciting, but, you know, you can see us talking to each other via Zoom and, uh, you know, you might enjoy it. So uh, I'll catch you on the flip side. All right. And I've got Vincent. Is it Atunez? It's Antunez. Okay, good. I just want to make sure I was saying it right because... There's not an Enya in there. So there should be an Enya on there. There should be. I know. Yeah. I was like, I know I'm familiar enough with Spanish. <laughs> anyway, so, well, it's really great having you here. Um, and uh, so I, you are the uh, creator, founder. What do you, how do you describe yourself of the product Trail Toes? All, all of that, really. Okay. And that's. So I'm the owner, operator, proprietor, entrepreneur, formulator uh, um, of, of Trail Toes. Yeah. All right. Cool. So is this your full-time job? No, I teach full-time. So I'm what do you, a full -time, what do you teach? I'm a full-time professor at the University of North Texas Health Science Center Physician Assistant Program. Oh, fun. Yeah. I didn't know that. Hey fellow prof so yeah oh, did, you get, did you go to school there no 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 i teach at uh, AM san antonio oh okay i teach journalism so uh, no, i don't know communications degree from florida state so <gasps> might have to i might have to fight you on that one because i went to grad school at uf oh <laughs> uh, see okay go gators <laughs> conversations over already i can tell <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i lived in florida about 15 years, just a little backstory on me. Uh, and I was a journalist for a long time. And I, uh, 2001, I decided, well, you know, I could stick around and make a lot of money, which I was at the time. And, um, you know, but I felt like I'd done everything. And uh, so I thought, well, I'm pretty good with the, with the younger reporters and the interns and stuff and had seen some friends, you know, go to grad school and go into teaching. And so I thought, yeah, maybe I should do that. And so that's how the how that story story went. What about you? You have a PhD or um I have a doctorate of okay. science in orthopedics from Baylor University. Oh wow. I have a bachelor's degree from the University of Nebraska and I have a um, bachelor's degree from Florida State. Very cool. So where are you from originally? I'm born and raised in Northern California, uh, in a small town, or it was at the time a small town called Novato right outside okay. of um, San Francisco. So 45 minutes north of San Francisco. I've heard California. of that. Yeah. God, California. Do you miss it? Yeah, it's so beautiful, but it's yeah. so expensive. Yeah. Can't really afford housing and stuff like that there. But yeah, I would, it's gorgeous. It is. Uh, yeah. It offers everything. So. I know. Although the weather out there right now is very weird. It's like very uncharacteristic, I think. It's always been weird. It's like, you know, what did, what did, um uh what's it, what's the the author's name um huckleberry finn who wrote oh uh mark twain mark twain wrote the coldest winter i ever spent was a summer in san francisco 
Oh God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just noticed that they're getting a lot of snow and even in Los Angeles, they're getting like really cold temperatures and rain and stuff, which is very unusual. And yeah, if, if I could pick a place that I could live, um, if I could afford it, uh, it would be LA. I love LA. I just, you know, Southern California is just like, I like New York City. New York City is another great choice too. Yeah, it's I just, like New York City. Just a lot to do, and Central Park is always oh, kind yeah. of a draw. So it's amazing. Yeah. So so you teach? Okay. So mm -hmm. um, that's so cool. Oh, shoot, sorry that put my school email. I should have closed that off before I started talking. <laughs> um, so how long have you been teaching? Uh, so I taught for the military PA program for three and a half years from 2012 to 2015 when I retired from the army. And then I taught, um, at a couple other schools for a short, shorter period of time at the university of, um, textile science center in San Antonio, I taught at the university of Tennessee in Memphis, their health science center. And I taught tactical medicine for the U S army as a contractor in San Antonio for three and a half years. And I've been teaching up here at Fort Worth for uh, a little, maybe a year and a half now, I guess. Oh, okay. So that's fairly new then. Okay. Yeah, that's a fairly new change. Yeah. I was going to say, I think when I met you, where were you, were you living in, in shirts then at the time when I met you? Okay. Because, yeah, yeah. Cause we running into you that one night uh, with, you know, Scotty Coomer's um, uh, get together at that shoe store or whatever that was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, anyway, a long so time ago. What's that? It seems like a long time ago. It does. Well, it kind of was, but yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't even think that shoe store is there anymore. Cause I think she had to uh, sell her business. I, I think. Is it in Austin? Pam? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah, she did. She sold it um, or closed it down after yeah. the pandemic. She closed it down. Yeah. That was a shame. Yeah. That was a nice place, but she was, a, uh, she was a great uh, um, owner too. I mean, she was very involved and she was involved in the running community and did a lot of stuff and she was, she was a good runner herself and very knowledgeable about trail running and stuff. So she was a good advocate for, for it's just too bad her business didn't, you know, didn't, yeah. it wasn't in a, in, I don't think it was in one of the better locations. It was right off the interstate. And right. Was, kind of hard to get to and parking kind of parking really sucked there too yeah yeah so. i remember that yeah so but oh well anyway but i do remember meeting you that night and you talking about <laughs> the cream <laughs> oh, in a very in a very yeah informal... that, became, that became the yeah sort of the little joke of the yeah, night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um oh man that was one of my cats he's what are you crying about? You just got food. Oh, sorry. I have two cats and I I have a yard full of um cats that I share with my my neighbors, uh kind of like a community cat colony and never a dull moment around these parts uh <laughs> and it's like they see my car pull in the driveway and they all come <laughs> racing down the road it's like, oh, God. those cat paws all over your car oh yes i do as a matter of fact this morning i got found one it like slid down on the window <laughs> <laughs> but i do take them to get spayed and neutered so yeah i try to be a responsible you know cat person anyway sorry my god Ugh. um so tell me about a little bit about your running background, because I imagine that is what led to this whole thing. Yeah. So the um, 
running for me really didn't start until around 2001 and it kind of started uh, in a, inauspiciously. I was, I went back in the army as a army PA in 2001 and I was in, I was sent to Germany and I was staying in the officer's quarters, um, waiting for, you know, my family to come over and stuff. And, and, uh, I, I met a bunch of guys in the, in the, in the TV room and, we had a couple beers together and they were talking about going to do this, this run in the morning. And, uh, I hadn't run in a while and, and, um, you know, just, it was a way to kind of fit in. And I said, so you want to go? And this is after a few beers or several beers. <laughs> and, you know, by now it's like two o'clock in the morning and they're getting ready to go at like five o'clock in the morning to oh. go drive through the streets of Germany to go to this run. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll go. And so, uh, made my way up and made my way back down in the morning and met them. And um, so we went and did this thing called a Volksmarch in Germany. They had Volksmarches. They're called the People's March. And usually all the little towns around, doesn't really matter, Germany, um, Belgium, Holland, uh, France, all of them have these little um, Volksmarches that you can go do. And so I went, not even knowing how far we were going. I didn't, I never really asked that question, which was kind of stupid, but um, so we ended up doing this, this event and it's, you know, I got there in like March or April or something like that. And it was still cold and rainy. And, uh, so it was kind of cold and I wasn't dressed appropriately. Didn't have the right shoes or anything like that. And it ended up being a marathon distance. It was 41.95, 42.195. So it ended up being a marathon. The first time I ever went out on one of these things. And, after um, three hours of sleep and some yeah, beer. after three hours of sleep and lots of um uh German beer yeah <laughs> and that's German beer too so it's yeah. a little bit more stout so so but I ended up doing it and you know I was hurting a little bit after but it was kind of a um it kind of hooked me on the whole thing and so in Germany like I said they have these Volksmarches and almost every weekend um I would go out and do, you know, more, more than not, it, it ended up, it was always a marathon distance. And some days it was, you know, you do two marathons or marathon back to back. And these aren't marathons. Like you think about a marathon in the United States where, you know, you have big corrals and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, they have a starting time and, and you show up and you run. And if you're a little late, you can still go out. You don't wear a chip or anything like that. You have a little stamp book that you use yeah. and they have checkpoints along the way and they, they 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 stamp your book and um some people are like there's a kind of a inside joke about that that no stamp no step so if you're doing an event over there it's kind of like here if i don't get a medal or a t-shirt for it i'm not going to do it over there if you don't get a stamp for your step you're not going to do it right and um, did you have to pay for this or is this yeah free? but it, yeah so you know yeah dad did a half marathon it cost me 160 dollars to do a half marathon 160 dollars for a half marathon <laughs> And I haven't run in a long time, so whatever. But over there, like a marathon distance is like it was five euro. So which is like seven fifty at the time. It was like seven fifty at the time. No, that's not bad. No. And at the end, what's nice about these events is they're all put on by the towns. And so when mm -hmm. you're done, you go to the city center and they usually have like you know, these old German ladies and cooking all these stews and brats and the, the guys are outside barbecuing the brats. The women are inside eat, cooking cakes and stuff. And it makes money. It's like a, 
a little uh, craft fair or something like that. They're selling crafts and, and stuff like that, but it's just really fun to kind of go and do it and, um, and be in that environment. And, and, and then, so I did those for quite a while. And then the distances just started getting longer, started doing hundred Ks, 110 Ks doing back-to-back -back marathons. Um, a friend of mine drove a friend, a friend of mine and I drove up to, St. Andrews and played four rounds of golf up in, you know, at St. Andrews and, and some of the other surrounding golf courses. And then we drove down and went to um, Holland and did a, an event called, um, uh, oh, shoot. <laughs> what was it called? Okay. <laughs> Nine Megan, uh, which is four days force march. And so you do 40K a day, or, or you do 40K a day for four days. So we talk about like events here in the United States and you talk about some events. This event has 48,000 people doing this event, 48,000 people doing four days, a four day day for that's for, crazy. For, it's crazy. I did a marathon over a hundred K over there called the Belgian death March, which if anybody's listening to this and you want to go do a very fun event, go to Belgium, go do the Belgian death March. It's a hundred K. Um, and it's, uh, it just, it's crazy. It's like 10,000 people doing a hundred K. It stops at two breweries, like two of the places you go to get your book stamped or whatever stops at two breweries. And so, you know, it's just a really fun event and it goes all night. And there's a whole bunch of other things like that over there, but that kind of, so that kind of hooked me into the, so the, the, the Volksmarches hooked me into marathons and then the marathons hooked me into um distances and into ultras and then um one day i was doing something and i was online and i found the um uh, uh um the four deserts race series okay and uh so um, that's four days. So they do, they do a race. They have four program races. Uh, Mary Gaddams is the race director and Samantha Farnshi is like kind of in charge of the, the programming for the runs and stuff like that. Um, but they put on a race in China. It used to be in Egypt, but now it's in Namibia. Um, and then they go, you go to Chile to go to, so you do Gobi Desert in China. It used to be the, the Sahara in Egypt. Now it's Namibia. And then you go to um, Atacama. What's that? Go, uh, it's in Chile. Okay. And then you go, and then you go to Antarctica. And so it's the coldest, driest, wettest, highest, or windiest deserts on the planet. It sounds and horrible. There are stage races, and so the interesting thing about stage races, for those that don't know, is that stage racing is um, it is it's like an ultra. Uh, you do it over set. Usually, you do it over seven days. So mm -hmm. it's anywhere from like you know, four marathons and then you do a long stage a day of rest and then you do a short stage or you do two marathons, well, whatever the distance is, but it's usually anywhere from 156 to 172 um, miles, 100, 156 or 172 miles. And um, the thing I like about those is that it's all your own planning. You carry all your own gear, all your own sleep gear, all your own clothes, all your own food. And you do that for seven days. The thing that and you carry up, it all with you. Carry it all with you. No, there there are some events like the Desert Series or the Desert Rat Series up in Colorado. They actually ferry your gear for you. And mm -hmm. there's another one called Global Limits. I believe he puts on races in like Bhutan and Vietnam and yeah. Cambodia and stuff like that. And I think they carry some of your gear, and they also cook you meals. Um, 
that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wanted to go into Colorado, um, but uh, so so I got into stage racing, and that's really my preferred distance these mm. days. Um, although I did sign up for um, this year, I signed up for uh, Grand to Grand is one of my favorite. It's it's here in the United States, and it's in um, Arizona, Utah. And um, it's 171 miles, and it's put on by Tess and Colin Geddes. And um, I have the most finishes of anybody in that event. Um, really? Five finishes in that event. And um, this will be my sixth year going this year. I should have gone last year, but because of school and other issues, I couldn't go. Yeah. So um, this will be my sixth year. And I also, in July, I signed up to do Vol State, which is 314 miles across Tennessee, Dang. So, oh my God. Over 10 days. So, um, so that's How do you find time to train for all this stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> or do you? <laughs> I don't really. So <laughs> it's kind of a running joke for those of people that know me. Like they're like this guy, I don't know how this guy does anything because he doesn't ever train for it. But I, you know, my whole goal is just to finish, you know, although this year I want to do better. And so I have started a little training regimen um, at school, I didn't really know this um, until like last week that our school actually has a gym and it's where we can join as, as faculty. So I joined the gym. I've oh, never, I haven't belonged to a gym since I left the army. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and they have treadmills. And, and, you know, here we have in Fort Worth, we have the Trinity. So you can go run the Trinity anytime you want. And it's. Oh, yeah. Nice. I think I, I think I ran a little bit of that uh, last year when I was in Fort Worth. Yeah. yeah the Trinity is kind of nice. It's really weird though. Like when you run on a training, like a, like my friend John Sharp and I, we go out like we walk, or like we walk from you know my house in, in shirts to like green or something like or green or, or whatever. And the whole time we're just waving at people as we go, and some people wave back. You're on the training, nobody waves at you. It's kind of funny that way. It's kind of <laughs> kind of a, kind of weird community, I guess. It's, it's yeah, funny. pretty funny. Some oh people God. on the journey. I mean, there's some. There's a really a lot of really good running groups up here, and there's some really mm -hmm. good running people up here. So I'm just That's saying, good. generally on the Trinity. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so you're not doing the Badger then, huh? Uh, I might actually. When is the Badger? End of July. Probably not going to be able to do it this year. Yeah, probably not. I'm just, really I'm just doing the half, but yeah, <laughs> because of time. Although it depends, I I really love Scott. I like Scott and Holly. Right. They're great people. They're so awesome. He's so lovely, yes. Yeah, and um, I mean, just I mean, their passion for the for the running community and for their events and making sure that they're good and put on and and and, and well represented is is really inspiring. Um, yeah. and you know, Scott puts on that ALS walk where they do the longest turkey trot. Oh, the turkey trot, yeah. Um, that's yeah. a horrible event. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did that. Was a, that sounds, was a house sounds almost as bad as the salsa walk. <laughs> the salsa walk sucks too. <laughs> I've done the salsa walk like two or three times. I think I tried it like five and finished it two or something like that. But yeah. that, that ALS walk up in Wisconsin was freezing cold. Oh yeah. We took the train to, to Minneapolis and walked to Chicago. I was the last finisher and um it was just brutal for me because I'm mean, coming from Texas where you know it's warm and then you go up there and I was wearing three layers of clothing and still freezing. Oh yeah. But, was that but, this past year or no, I think I did it at like two years ago. Mm -hmm. Two years ago, I think. Okay. I don't know, two or three years ago. I can't I don't remember time. Yeah. I think I I think I did a virtual. 
<laughs> yeah. It's a lot different being up there. Like, oh, yeah, I know. Roads, and some of the places you go through are kind of sketchy. Like, you go into these, some of these convenience stores, and you're like, hmm, is this safe? And we're all just laying on the floor and stuff. <laughs> like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. Like, what just happened here? It's fun. But they, 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 they make it really fun. And Scott was such a great host. I mean, he opened up his house to me and they, we had Thanksgiving dinner together. And he's such a great guy, him and his yeah. wife. Yeah, people. I haven't met her yet, but uh, yeah, hopefully I'll meet her this year because, yeah, when I go up. Yeah. But yeah, he, he gave me a, a complimentary entry to Badger uh, any distance I wanted. Although this this is my year to kind of dial it back because I'm, yeah, anyway, but another story. Um. But yeah, so I'm, yeah, I mean, I just thought it was really kind of him to do that. And, uh, and I've always been wanting to go up there and, and see what that trail is like, you know, because yeah, well, it's a really, it's a really nice trail. There's one area where you have to walk, run through this, like, like there's a bunch of cows there and it, there's like the really heavy smell of a, of a cow farm, but that's about it. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's on I'm the Midwest. I think I can deal with it. So, yeah. Or, you know, if you've ever driven out to like, you know, past Las Cruces in that area and, stuff like that it's just but it's a very short run but it's re it's really pretty i mean it's it's really nice and the people up there are just so nice they put yeah. on a and just all the aid stations are just full of food and fun and you know yeah I'm, I'm planning to volunteer i guess the day before uh the, yeah. the my race and so yeah so i'm wanting to be i'm going to get the whole experience so you know, so just go ball up and stuff like that what's that I'll have the disco ball up. There's a disco ball at the start. I don't. Oh know. wow, how fun is that? That just sounds awesome. I love it. I love it. So uh, anyway, so uh, well, you've got quite the illustrious running career. Um, Not I, really. Yeah. How old are you, if I can ask? I'll be sixty-two. Well, I'll be sixty-three in June, so I'm sixty-two now. So. All right. So you're about. Well, I just turned sixty-two. So yeah. So, yeah. You know, we're about the ballpark. You know? Yeah. What's uh, that? I'm a little bit ahead of you, but not by yeah, much. Just a little bit, but not by much. Yeah. So, uh, and definitely your running career is doing a lot better than mine. I'm just, yeah, I, I've just been having a lot of the mental things, you know, where you're, you know, you, your brain is like, you know, playing tricks on you and you're, you're getting, uh, yeah, it, it's just been bad. So I've just been I'm dialing it back and cross training and, and hopefully I'll get back a little bit more to ultras next year but we'll see it's funny, you, it's funny you say that because i was just talking to liza howard i'm just name dropping oh i'm her. gonna interview her on wednesday yeah she's a beautiful woman she's i love her person. she's a great person uh i i talked to her a long time ago about you know first aid kits and stuff like that for running because she was getting ready to do the marathon to sob and i'd done the marathon yeah. to sob and so we talked a little bit about that and and uh but um we were talking the other day, just the other day, she's like, she was putting on a clinic for something. I think it was actually oh. for Marathon de Saab and she's for, on a clinic. Well, yeah, and it's for stage races. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, that's the Marathon de Saab is the oldest yeah. stage race. I is that in France? No, it's in, it's in Morocco, actually. Morocco. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's, uh, so yeah, you're, you're the Sahara Desert in Morocco. Okay. Um, it's a, it's the oldest race. So I did, the, I did Marathon de Saab a couple of years ago, like actually many years ago. But the only reason I did is I got like bullied into it because I had already done out of common. I did Egypt and or, I, or one other and I was in Egypt and I met these two German guys and they're like, uh, so have you ever done the Marathon de Saab? And I'm like, no, I never, I never even heard of the Marathon de Saab. It's like, well, if you do stage races and you've never done the Marathon de Saab, you've never done a stage race. 
and the state wow. was already down were pretty hard anyway. And uh, so, so I think by then I'd done three maybe. And, and they're like, but you haven't done the marathon to sobs. You have not done a stage race. So I, words, yeah. I got bullied. I got bullied into doing the marathon sob. And to be honest with you, it was the shortest and maybe one, not, it certainly wasn't the hardest, but it was, it was tough, but it wasn't impossible. impossible. No, yeah. And yeah. I did it. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, no, but that's, that's saying something. But, <laughs> yeah. So we were, but Liza and I were talking about the marathon sob and she's like, do you have any advice? And I said, well, Really, when it comes to, and she knows this, and I'm talking to a pro who's much better and faster and stronger than I am, but um, uh, I've worked with her doing uh, first aid clinics for uh, her band of runners and stuff right. like that. And so um, I always say that, that when it comes to running, there's three things that take you out of the event. And the first one is your belly. If you can't eat and you can't keep food down, you're gone. Yep. Next is your feet are chafing anywhere. If you're not taking care of your feet and your body, that that's going to take you out just because it's just, you know, pain is unbearable and people can't generally fight through that. And then the last one is what you're talking about. And that's your mental state. You know, if you're out there and you're like, I can't believe I'm going to be out. Okay. So I got six miles to go, but six miles is still two hours. At mm -hmm. the level of that. Or, you know, worse, I got 60 miles, you know, and that's like another 10 hours. And you're like, I don't know, you know, you just kind of start doing the math in your head and you're like, once you start doing math in your head, you're done. If you're starting like, to know, if you're taking, if you're like, if you're ticking off time, unless it's coming down to the very end and you're like, oh, I, I got to get to the, I got to get to the finish line. But if you're like, if you're, if you started the event and you're already ticking off time, that's a bad time. Okay, <laughs> just good. enjoy some of it. Okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. Cause I tried the snowdrop uh, race. You know what that one is, right? Yes, I've done the snowdrop like three or four times and my company supports snowdrop every year and I've been doing oh, yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I've got some of your, your, yeah, we've got yeah. that special three pack. Ooh. Yeah. I gave you the three pack this year. Um, nice. It would have been a four pack, but I, Holly, I'm still trying to make Holly's cream, but I've been doing other th stuff. <laughs> but Holly wanted a cream with that was basically not didn't have aluminum in it, didn't have beeswax in it or something. And so I made a special cream for her, but I only sent her one batch and she didn't I think she didn't like the consistency of it or something, wanted it to be thicker. So that will be I'm I'm almost there where I can start making hers again, but it's gonna be okay. the butt, butt butter or something like that. So yeah. yeah, Holly is Holly Lindroth. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the people who listening may not know who that is, but yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. It's funny. She and I did a, um, a timed race last year up in Ohio, like exactly where I grew up. I mean, it's like, it's on this equestrian ranch. I forget what, well, the, uh, vernal equinox. Um, yeah, and, uh, yeah. And it was just like, she was signing up for it. And I was like, Oh my God, I grew up there, you know, and like out in the sticks in Ohio. And, and so I just did like the eight hour, you know, race and she was doing like the 24 or something, but yeah, I got to, you know, 200 hour one. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really fun. Yeah. So she's, yeah, she's super cool too. Um, what was I going to mention? Yeah. The thing about snowdrop this year. Yeah. It was, cause I tried it one other time and I got to about a hundred K and I just said, Nope, that's it. Yep. Done. Mm -mm. But this, this year, and I thought I had, you know, cause I've done the relay a few times and I've watched people and, you know, and, and so I thought I had a strategy yeah, it was like, yeah, I started counting the hours and counting the time. The night before, a friend of mine who had done it the year before said it took her 
47 hours and I was just like, <laughs> I don't think I want to be out there for 47 hours. I don't, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> so yeah, it just, my, my game fell apart. Um, but I, I did do Jackalope uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, Jackalope, I always wanted to kind of do that one. I like that one. You know, I like it better than Snowdrop only in that you see people coming and going, you know, and you get tired of that damn cone. Every time I see a cone now, I'm like, <gasps> you know, um, but, um, but I did track a couple of your products on that run. Um, yeah, I did like the, the, of course the foot stuff for, for my feet. And then, you know, some of the body balm, you know, in areas that I chafe it's and all for the same stuff. It's, it's funny that, 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 uh, so <laughs> when I started trail toes, the way, the, the way the name came about is I was in Afghanistan in 2013 and I was on a mountaintop with a bunch of medics in, in a unit that I was just, I was assigned to for this one mission. I was there for like eight months with them. But um, uh, so there, there was a, an idea for a product. And so I was, I was like, so what do we want to call it? And I, you know, I had a bunch of young medics up there and, and uh, we, we sat in a room, we had a big whiteboard and we started writing stuff on the whiteboard and all the things that we wanted. And this is, I didn't know anything about starting a company. I had no idea. But then we started writing, so we went and looked up the .com on it, and like we wanted Sweet Feet or something like that, you know, or just whatever. And we couldn't find anything that really fit. And I'm like, well, we run trails; it goes on your toes. So let's call it Trail Toes. And so that's really where the name came from. But unfor but unfortunately, when I first started selling the product in 2000, I don't think I really started selling it until 2014. Although I think that's, I think we initially our initial introduction was at the rock and roll marathon in San Antonio, actually. Oh, okay. And um, I got the product the night before they had to specially send it because it was supposed to be there earlier and it never arrived. And they actually drove it from Florida <laughs> to me or whatever, however they got it to me, but it arrived like, I don't know, maybe like nine hours before the event. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'd already paid for the booth and everything else. So if it didn't show up, I just wasted all that money on a booth and everything else, but it showed up. And I had this grand dose of ideas. I was going to sell like, you know, I had 2,000 jars. And I, I'm going to sell 2,000 jars. I didn't. I sold like 224 jars or something, which oh. was pretty good for a first time. Nobody ever put a company or anything like that. But everybody's like, trail toes. So, so does this, can I put this on other parts of my body or is it just go on my toes? I'm like, <laughs> so th that's about product advertising, right? So, because no, now that the write-up on it says, you know, foot and body cream, because yeah. it is for every place. You can put it, you're growing, you, a lot of women put it on bra strap lines and everything. Yeah, yeah definitely. Line. They put it in their groin, Taping, their butt yeah. Cheeks. yeah, all those areas. But still people like, they'll buy like body butter for their armpits or something like that. And, 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 or I'm sorry, body, body glide. And they'll yeah, body glide, armpits. yeah body glide for the arm. I'll talk about brand X now. <laughs> well, but, well, whatever. I mean, if people are going to do what they're going to do. Right. And, and then they'll use trip, but they'll, they'll buy trail toes and I'll put it all, all over their feet, but they won't use it on other parts of the body. I'm like, no, you can use it on everything. Um, <laughs> so, so that was kind of the whole thing about the trail toes. I, you know, John Sharper and I've had conversations about this for a long time, but we already have brand recognition. We already have brand name recognition. So it's kind of too late to change it now. So, uh, uh <laughs> but it's funny that you just to try and get like so you know you know i've launched a couple other things since then so i've been very cautious about how i you know do things but 
you know, it's kind of funny that oh, can I put it on? I, I remember the first time I ever got an email saying, can I, it says trail toes, but can I put it on my whole foot? I'm like, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Well, it seems, but... kind of, it seems kind of odd that you just get a cream to put on your toes, but yeah. But, but again, you you don't know what you don't know when you're first starting out and, 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 you know, um, so, you know, I was, I was happy with the name when I first started, but then when I got that first, that first email, I was like, oh, I made a mistake here, but let's go with it. We got it now. Let's just keep moving. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. So how did you formulate this stuff? I mean, you know, it seems like you're a mad scientist or something, you know, just looking at your social media posts. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Yeah, so they come in a, in a couple of different ways. One is that there was a product on the market um, that I used to use, and it went off market not because it was a bad product, but because the company that made it sold out to somebody in France for something else that they made. That's mm -hmm. the, that's the way I understand it. Um, and everybody, like a lot of the runners, use this. The product sold in REI. That's how how popular it was. Uh huh. And so, and, and uh, that's why I used to go to get it. I used to have to drive to Austin to get it from the REI in Austin before they opened the REI, REI in San Antonio. San Antonio, yeah. Yeah, so, but, um, but anyway, so the product went off market and everybody was, I, I, I was on a mountaintop in Afghanistan in 2013 and I was reading a bunch of stage race blogs, mostly specifically about the, um, the Four Desert series because I hadn't finished it yet. And, um, bunch of people were saying, where can I get this product? How can I get it? What are we going to do? Can't find it, blah, blah, blah. And so that night I got online and, you know, as an army PA and, you know, I, and again, I have a doctorate, so I've, I've done research and stuff like that. And I used to tutor chemistry and things. And so I have a little bit of a science background, obviously. And yeah. so, um, I was on this mountaintop and I'm like, okay. So I got on line, you know, um, I had just come off a mission when I was doing all this and it was a pretty particularly, um, I was a pretty tough mission, but anyway, and so I couldn't sleep. And so I was up until like, you know, three o'clock in the morning, just trying to get the adrenaline down a little bit. But, um, so, so I was online looking for how do I do this? What do I do? Blah, blah, blah. And so I came up with the idea of what I wanted. And the next thing was, okay, and how do I make it? Cause I've never made anything like this before. So I got online and I'm doing all of this from Afghanistan, you know? And uh, so I'm, I'm talking, so I, so I have my, my formula. So in my mind, like, this is what I want my formula to be. And um, based on what I've done with other research and so, okay. So I went online and now I needed a manufacturer. So I got online and found a bunch of, um, uh, uh, manufacturers in the States um, and said, can you make this product? And, and I found a couple and one of them I picked probably wasn't the best choice as it turned out, just because they weren't, they weren't very consistent and everything else. And so I actually don't use them. I make it all myself now. Um, but uh, so I got them, got them to package it. And like I said, even at the very beginning, they were late because like I said, the product didn't arrive until, so, so the way that, the way it went was they sent, I was in Afghanistan, I got back in September and waiting for me was two, two ounce jars of the proposed formula. I got it and I don't know what they did because they didn't really listen, but because it had a really 
flowery smell to it. It was a little too thin for what I wanted. I'm like, I can't have this perfume smelling stuff on people's bodies. They're not going to, you know, at a hundred at 90 miles, you're not going to want to smell that, especially if you go poop and it's, you know, you got to put stuff in your butt cheeks and stuff. They're not going <laughs> to want that. So, so I'm like, no. So I send it back and they sent me another one and I'm like, I got it back. didn't have the scent in it anymore, but it was still too thin. And um, so I sent it back. And so we added some other things to it, actually just one other thing to it. And then they sent it back to me and I got it just before grand to grand. And I think it was my second grand to grand, I think. Anyway, it doesn't really, I think it was my second grand to grand. And so I had these two jars of cream that I took with me. I'm like, okay, well, there's no better way to test this. You know, most of the time I have John test. I'm like, John, you take this out and go run. <laughs> Give it to Sharp, yeah. 400 days. And he's like, he's like, <laughs> <"Well>, try anything. <laughs> so, so, but I took the two jars with me and I used it. And I allowed other, because I didn't have much of it. I just had the two two-ounce jars. And so I allowed, I asked a couple other people to give it a try on their feet and, and you know, and they're going, because people are, you know, like three days into it, people start chafing and stuff like that. So here, try this and see what you think. And I got really good feedback. I left, I had two small blisters on the outside of my shoes, but I was wearing um, Solomon's, I think, and they were really tight in the toe box. And so I probably would have gotten them anyway, but they, and they weren't even like bad blisters. They were just small little blisters. And I'm like, okay, that's the formula. And so I got a hold of the company and I said, okay, this is what I want. And uh, that's what they, they made. And that's what they sent to me just before the San Antonio Rock and Roll Marathon. And then um, Roberta Glenn Horn, or Roberta Glenn, or, I'm sorry, Roberta Horn, her husband's Glenn Horn. So I, her, her Facebook is Roberta Glenn Horn, but it's Roberta Horn was from California and she's a big surfer. Her husband makes really great surfboards. They're great. They're great people. And she's one of my ambassadors. And she bothered me. It bothered me. That's not the right word to say, but she implored me as a better word. She implored me to make a organic uh, cream. Okay. And so I worked for like, I don't know, four or five months to come up with a stick formula for the cream. And I sent it to her and I sent it to some other people. Actually, I sent out like, I think I sent like 150 samples to people. Okay. And I got some really good feedback, but her husband said, I like the stick, but I don't want it in a stick. I want it in a jar. So I, <laughs> so I just take the stick formula. I put it in a jar. The problem with that was it was too, it was too firm. And so when it got cold, you couldn't get it out of the jar. You, it, it hurt. I mean, it was like, bend your finger and you know, yeah. so to reformulate it to fit in a jar. So um, it just kind of trial and error that way. And then I created the other one, the HP, um, which is really the original formula for all of this. So it was really mm -hmm. the one I wanted to produce to begin with. Um, and, and so that, that's where the HP came from. And the only difference from that, it doesn't have a preservative in it because it doesn't really need it. Cause it's not, it has a three year shelf life anyway, without a preservative in it. And it doesn't have any beeswax in it. And, um, I made another one that never, it was made for somebody else. I made a, a cream called Yancey Camp Cream. It doesn't have, it's basically the HP but it has tapioca instead of aluminum in it because he didn't want oh. aluminum powder. He wanted, he wanted something else. And so it has everything that Trail Toes has in it except for the aluminum powder. It has a, it has a, a tapioca powder in it. Okay. Uh, 
which is kind of nice. It's, but never really. I it was I, it was made for this guy uh, Yancey, who's out of Austin, teaches uh, mostly like uh, Spartan kind of events, and I think he does some football coaching and stuff like that. But that never really took off, and so yeah. And then Holly's cream is coming out as soon as I can get that uh, done. Cool. But we're going to use that more. It can be used for runners, but we're going to kind of more use that as a chamois for bikers. Oh, uh, that's because we don't have it's a thick cream. It's an it's an, a zinc based cream, mm -hmm. uh, and instead of alumina based cream, and it's very very nice. It's a very very uh, you know it's exactly what she wants. But I, I want it to I want her to be happy with it before I release it. So. She's yeah. gonna put her name on it. <laughs> well, it was her idea. So, yeah. you know, I try and give people credit. Like, you know, I make bags and I try and make the name the bags or let the people that I make the bag for name it and stuff like that. You yeah. know, so whatever. I know it's it's like, yeah, but noticing this thing with the with the bags, it's like you're yeah, you you do a lot. So why you know, you know, you go from making creams and all that, and then you go to making bags. You know, are you like a seam seamster? I don't even know what that yeah, so <laughs> So. I can't tell you over the air what Johnny calls me, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so Johnny and I created the tire trainer. Uh, right. So yeah. That's where sewing came in. So the sewing came in because, um, Lisa Smith batch. And again, I'm just throwing names out there cause I want people to think I'm really important, but, um, so Lisa Smith Batchin is one of the most iconic female runners on the planet. I mean, she's won the marathon to solve. She won bad water back in the day. I mean, she's a really great coach. I mean, she coaches hundreds of people or has coached thousands of people over her, her life. She's out of um, uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Great mm. person, great heart. Um, really good, good, good person. But I um, was getting ready to do the Brazil 165. It used to be the, the year I did it before it was a 135, but the year I did it, they had a 165 mile option. And I'm like, whatever, I'll go do that. I said, Lisa, what do I need to do to train for this? And she's like, well, you need to pull a tire because a oh, lot yeah. of people are pulling tires with that, you know, Marshall Ulrich and all those guys and mm -hmm. are, are big. I've done it before. Yeah. Tires. And so got online. I was like, well, how do there's no nothing online for pulling tires. And so we did, I did a little bit of research and, and I developed the tire trainer. And not only did we just have a tire with a rope and a bungee, because that's really what helps is the bungee. So you don't get that back. back oh, Yeah back bounce or whatever mm -hmm. and but it wasn't big it wasn't good enough just to build the tires or the, the the waist belt we built the shoulder strap and then you can do the shoulder strap you can carry it on the tire we, i did a whole lot of stuff in, in my garage in san antonio wearing shirts you know in in july the hottest month of the year but so we tried to, the hard the hardest part was getting the rope and the bungee to to mesh up to the thimble because i tried a bunch of different things and the thimble kept popping out and kept tearing and it wouldn't work. And I was in talking to one of my friends um, in Lowe's and I looked over and I saw this rope and I'm like, ah, I figured it out. So that day I went back, it took me like literally once I figured it out, it took me like 10 minutes to do it. I'm like, I had spent four days. As a matter of fact, Johnny came to my house one day and I, I think I was out of the army by then and my hair was all long. I had like a 14 day beard on me and, and I look like a mad scientist in my 110 degree garage trying to figure this out. And Johnny's like, look, stop, put everything down. Let's go pull the tires. So we went and pulled like 12 miles along the, uh, along the 35 orange road hmm. and then, uh, came back. And then uh, I started all over again and got it done. And um, 
it was I, so i got it all done and so talking about johnny like johnny will do anything uh, we, johnny had found a 110 pound tire it was not i mean the system's not designed for 110 pounds it's designed for a 20 pound 30 pound tire you know we, i something think we normal yeah. yeah something normal but even even that's like you know you're pulling anything johnny pulled two two i think there were like 25 pound tires attached dang or i think he did it for did it 50 miles two tires for 50 miles along the 35 frontage road but anyway <laughs> so i got this thing together i got this thing together of course yeah yeah so but like i said johnny will do anything He's so, crazy. Yeah. So, so i'm like johnny I, I figured it out you need to come over to the house right now and he lives like five minutes from me okay so, uh, I mean, he used to run around the neighborhood. He would stop at my house and get water and beer and stuff like that when he was drinking. <laughs> the aid station, yeah. Yeah, so I was just, yeah, permanent aid station. So he came to the house, and I'm like, okay, Johnny, you ready? So I had I, fashioned this belt before I was making what I make now. And I said, okay, so go pull the, go pull the tire. And he's like, <laughs> he's like he's like what do i get a helmet or something some kind of safety equipment i'm like no just go on and pull the damn tire that's hilarious <laughs> and so he reluctantly strapped this 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 makeshift weight belt because that's why i had originally used was mm -hmm. a elegant weight belt with a, a special attachment that i created and i said pull it and he pulled it and it worked perfectly and then I took that 110 pound tire and I put it behind my truck and I pulled the hundred pound tire behind my truck at 30 miles an hour for three miles. And I just had one of the, the thimbles that kind of turned a little bit. So I knew we were onto something. And then I hooked the um, rope and bungee up to my truck, my Jeep. <laughs> and I pulled my Jeep. It, it made it like maybe a half a mile before it broke loose and tore. But I mean, it, you know, you're not going to be pulling a Jeep out there with that thing. So, um, <laughs> so, so we got that done and we got fixed and, and we, uh, I, I had found a manufacturer for these belts. They were out of Pakistan or something, but it was, and they were horrible belt. I mean, they weren't a bad belt and there's still people who are pulling like, I think Victor Valenzuela still has the original belt and really? he's still pulling it. So with the, with the, the belt and I, I just never liked them. They weren't, they weren't, you know, they weren't, pretty and they, the, the they weren't they weren't manufactured very well like some of the they're supposed to have a, a coating over this foam and it always kind of separated off and um the the thickness of the belts weren't consistent like some were thicker mm -hmm. than others some of the material was stiffer than others so i couldn't get consistency of it so i'm like just like the cream i like i don't nobody else makes my cream now i make all the cream i mm -hmm. jar, label it everything here and it's the same thing with the belts. I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not, I'm going to teach myself how to make belts. And so I bought a bunch of webbing and <laughs> I started making my own belts. And so what, been, do you use a sewing machine or what do you well, I have? Well, I have, um, well, right now I think I have like, uh, at the time I was using, <laughs> I think I was using a baby bell or something like that uh, sewing machine. But now I have like, I have two really big industrial machines and then i have some other like pattern machines bar tack machines and stuff like that so Amazing. it's not like the other thing 
and just just little things like all my labels and stuff like i make all my own labels like i used to have them all like i had an original batch all made but now i can do all my own embroidery and i can make all my own vinyl patches and stuff like that here and i design it all myself and, and do it all myself it's amazing yeah so just you make I, your own clothes no <laughs> uh i don't but i did learn how to hem for the like i make all this crazy stuff i make huge bags and i just made this bag system there's probably a $250 bag system and um, but I don't know how to sew like other things, but I did teach myself how to hem some pants the other day because I bought some new scrubs and because I, uh, you know, we teach some certain things we wear scrubs. And so I bought some of the, the pant legs were too long. So I taught myself how to hem. I'd never hemmed before. So <laughs> yeah, I can do that. <laughs> I can't do that. I, so, so, so I can do That's all amazing. the other you're self-taught then basically in terms of having yeah, to use the sewing machine yeah, all of that stuff I, nobody ever taught me anything uh so did you watch youtube videos at least nothing. oh my um, god that's that's pretty that's pretty remarkable yeah and when i make my bags like i don't have a pattern for my bags like this bag i don't know if you watched the recent post that i made about this bag this four bag system that i made mm -hmm. that was all in my head there was no pattern there's no nothing for that it was all just Okay, I'm going to do this now. I'm going to do this now. I'm going to do this now. And it just came. Wow. Okay. So, so does this business seem like it that you might be able to quit your day job at some point? Or, well, Trail Toes does pretty good, um, but it's still, we're just not in enough stores. I mean, Trail Toes is a good product. It's mm -hmm. a good yeah, absolutely. We love the community. And, um, but it, it it just hasn't like not enough business. I don't, I can't, I don't, I don't have like school nut butter for instance, has a big sales staff. I mean, they have a that big smells terrible. I'm sorry. But they have a big sales staff. Actually at one point, somebody asked if I'd be willing to sell my company to, to them. Ooh. Uh, so, um, you know, <laughs> they offered enough money. <laughs> don't do it. No. <laughs> but, um, but, um, uh so so um i it's always been my dream so i had an opportunity to um to pitch one of my products for a certain um and i can't say what it is because I, I i signed an agreement that i wouldn't say what it was for or who it was with but i had a, a, a an opportunity to present my product to a huge audience wow and um they asked me at the time, say, what, what is your goal with your business? And I really like my trail toes logo, the foot with the mountain, because that's what the foot, the toes represent people running and the, the, yeah. the actual foot looks like a mountain and then they run, they're running on a trail. Um, so I really like my logo. And I said, I would like my logo to be as um, recognizable as the Nike swoosh. Because to me, that's what it looks like. And yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. For a guy without a design background, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, actually with those, with all of my logos, I use a, um, a company called 99designs. And so what you do is you go on 99designs and you say, this is what I, this is my product. This is what I want. And this is kind of what I want my logo to look like. And then um, designers from all over the world, based on, 
you have certain levels. You have like a bronze, silver, and gold level. You get more people if you're gold, obviously, but it's more expensive. Mm -hmm. I just use the bronze level. And so like usually get like 30 or 40 designers um, send you like ideas. And then you can tell them however you want want it to go. Like the Trail Toes logo actually didn't look like that when I first saw it. But it morphed into that, like the, the font and all that stuff morphed into that. So I want the font to look like this and mm. sort of change that. So you're, you're kind of guiding the, the artist to what you want. Yeah. Same thing with the tire trainer, with uh, Texas Tactical Designs. Um, all of my logos, I've used that company. And they, you know, usually you can get what you want. You can actually, what's nice about that is you can actually invite your friends to vote on the logo that they like the best. Oh, that's good. You go through a series. I think I think the first voting you can vote like you know twelve, and then you do like eight or something, and then three, and then you finally have to pick one, and you have so many days to do it. I think it's like a ten, ten day period or something like that. There's a certain agreement to how long you can do it, but that's where all of the logos came from. But while I didn't draw them, I was the driving force uh, for the designs of all the of idea. them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that's really cool. Yeah. So where do you think the business is going to go next? Um, well, you know, you're so, definitely branching out. Well, and we have the whole dog product line too. Okay, I don't but, know about this. Oh yeah, so Chasing Sticks. So um, <laughs> I really like that logo too. It's two, two dirty paw prints. <laughs> that's all it is i love it all the products are for mostly for big dogs not for we don't have a small dog line chihuahuas yeah yeah we don't have that it's mostly like you know if you're 30 or 40 pounds over that's the kind of dog you're looking at yeah um, i really like that logo because it represents something very special in my life um but um i make some some of the well, I mean, if you had some of the earlier leashes, you like them, but the ones I make now, you'd love. Um, I, they've morphed. I have a, a leash that you wrap around your waist and you can be hands-free with your dog, um, or I have them make a belt that you can attach the leash to, uh, mm -hmm. so you can run middle, right, left, um, or behind, however you, your dogs go. We have dual leads, so if you want to run two dogs at the same time. The leash, if you're, like, if you're a dog walker, you could actually hook six dogs onto this thing uh, with three leashes. And um, a friend of mine the other day asked, so I make this leash and it has a handle, a close hold handle by where the collar is. It was like, I like that, but when I have it wrapped around my waist or if I'm on the belt, I don't have a handle to grab a hold of. Can you make a handle that I can put on the leash? Mm. And so I did. I make pouches for the leash. It's all Molly system. So everything attaches to the leash itself. Mm -hmm. and it's secure and it won't fall off um so i make those i make a a nice um um attachment for the back seat that hooks into your um back seat uh, oh. to hook your dog into so like if you have a dog that likes to jump out every time you stop you can uh put it in your back seat it hooks into your um uh into your belt buckle uh, mm. buckle yeah, yeah. Back. and uh so i have that whole dog line uh called chasing sticks and uh do that we have tire trainer we have Texas stack designs which is all the bags and i do custom bags too like this um friend asked me anyway i'm not going to talk about that that's not it's kind of sad so i won't bring that up but anyways I had, i'm making a special bag for a friend uh, okay yeah. yeah so so you have dogs i had two dogs uh there in san antonio um 
we have uh, Lex and Lulu. Um, they're both long-haired German Shepherds. Lex is 110 pounds, and Lulu is like a 90-pound dog. Um, but when I was doing a lot of my marathons in Germany, we had um, Lena, and Lena was my dog. It was supposed to be my son's dog, but she yeah. adopted me. She she became my my dog. Um, there's a picture of me and her after I'd just come back from, I think, my third or fourth deployment overseas. And uh, I'm laying on the couch with her. She wouldn't leave my side. And I'm sleeping on the couch and she's laying right next to me. I think we had like 10,000 hits on that picture. You know, <laughs> but we don't know that many people. So, so, but that, that dog did over 22 marathons with me. We did back to back marathons together. We did the full the, full the gap. Um, military march or something and we did so we did a marathon then the next day so while i'm doing a marathon she's doing like you know 50 miles because she's running up and down the hills chasing sticks you know all this <laughs> other stuff but so, so so we did the back-to-back marathons and it was like monday morning i had to go to work and she gets up and she comes to me and she's limping you know because she's you know running on the her paws and stuff you know but she comes she's like she looks at me and she's like are we going again let's go Aww. she was a badass she was a badass dog great she was dog great. she was perfect she passed away unfortunately but yeah, she, was, she was my my dog i never had a dog like that never probably have an opportunity to have another dog like that so yeah. she was i could leave her off the leash i she was such a great dog. I could leave her off, off the leash in Germany on a trail and I could say, stay. And she would stay and I would walk and she would stay. Wow. She, I would, she would be, I, I would be out of her sight and she would kind of be like trying to move forward. And I, I just yell, stay. And she would stop. And then finally, after about a quarter mile, I'd say, come. And she'd haul ass to me. And yeah. be right beside. She was oh. badass. She was a great dog. That's great. You know, I wish I could have one, but. I've got yeah. the land of cats here. So. Yeah, cats. Yeah, like the cats. Yeah. yeah, the crazy. Stop it. It's true, though. It's true. Yeah. Oh no! My other one's starting to cry. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, is well there I don't. I can't see anything making any more. I mean, we got. I. I. And I do all of this. I make it all. Like, there's not nobody else. It's just That's me. Amazing. I make all, the, all the cream. All the belts. You ever all sleep? The um. Yeah. Like I do, but then I feel guilty. Oh, <laughs> like sometimes it takes me a while. Like the hardest thing is sometimes it takes a little while to get the bags and the and the and the tire trainers out. Mostly not the tire trainers, but when I have to make the whole tire with the belt, the rope, the bungee, the shoulder straps, the handles, drilling it out and painting it takes me. It can take me a few a, a little while to get that done. But most yeah. people are nice and patient, so they you know they know quality so yeah that's good yeah, I, I don't there's certainly not i mean i i've, I've been making the tire trainer since i think since 2015 i think mm. we have two patents on it uh good. Two patents on it. the third one's pending actually um so um uh well we i've never had a belt returned to me ever that's that's that something um, yeah, I've had some ropes come back, but mostly it's because like, <laughs> people wrap the, um, like it, there's a certain way to hook it up, but they would wrap the rope around the tire. Oh. And oh. they would drag the tire on top and of it. And then it would fray. 
Oh, so yeah. I've had that happen a couple times. Oh, whatever. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know why it happened. Just tell me, don't do that next time. And I just sent them a new one. I don't, you know, but I never had anybody return anything. And, and uh, like I said, Victor Valenzuela, they do an event, or Rob used to do an event. They He had a tire pull challenge, like who could pull the longest for the longest distance. And oh, Victor wow. His wins. He actually pulled a tire at Brazos Bend for 100 miles. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. I've well, I've talked to Stephen Monty, and I know he's yeah, yeah. He's tried it a few like times. three or four times. Yeah, he's nuts. Yeah, yeah. I think so, he's using a vest these days, but yeah. <laughs> Stephen, Steve was one of so when I was in Afghanistan, um, I was making the belts and all the stuff, and I was sending it to Steve, and Steve was my uh, person. It was he, no, not my guinea pig, but he. He was my manufacturer in the States. So oh. If you ordered a tire trainer with the rope, the bungee, the handles, and the shoulder straps, Steve would find the tires, drill them out, wash them, paint them, and then hook everything up and send them out. So okay. he was my, my, he was the reason I was able to keep tire trainer going uh, while I was deployed overseas. Yeah, um, like a distributor. I, I, yeah, I owe I owe him a, a huge debt of, of gratitude for what he did. Yeah. Because I, otherwise, I, I never would have been able to sell the tires. Now the tire trainers I could have sold, but without the tire, I couldn't have done that. Right. And some people just want it. The funny thing about the tires is, like, I think one time I was like Steve. So this customer wants a tire that looks like a donut. Can you do that? <laughs> so, so he painted a tire that looked like a donut. Uh, I think I made one for um, Manny, who was one of. Oh, time. Manny Olivo, right? Yeah, Manny yeah. Olivo. But I'm was, good friends with his wife. Yeah, yeah they're awesome. They're 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 two of my 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 ambassadors. But yes. they weren't. But he uh, Manny used to have a um, cow tipping barbecue truck. And, <laughs> you know, he, he's a great he's a great bar he he's a great cook and and they used to run this this food truck uh, called cow tipping barbecue oh, i didn't know that okay yeah, and so he had ordered a tire and and so i like i'm like i'm gonna do something special for him so i made him a tire that looked like a cow it was, <laughs> it was white with black spots but it was like it was funny because like i have to get this done so it's like pitch black at night i'm outside in my yard in the summer with this like uh, spraying paint into this this pail so i can get a brush and make these black spots and it was funny, but I, I finally got it done and got it delivered to him. But he had that tire. I think he finally wore that tire out, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I can believe it. Yeah, I can yeah. believe that. He's a madman, too. My God, I know. Yeah. He just it. got into Badwater, actually. He's going to be doing Badwater. I saw that. Yeah, that's impressive. That, that's his dream. That was his dream race. So cool. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's exciting. So, um, well, is there anything else you wanted to throw in? Because um, I know it's... Well, in, in my in my time zone, it's it's getting late. <laughs> I know. That's, yeah, when you said you only like to interview in the evenings or whatever, I'm like, ooh, okay, I've only got one evening a week. <laughs> usually, I'm kind of winding down, you know. But um, anyway, anything else? No, I don't have. Unless you have another question for me, I'm. I'm I do I'm... not. Um, but hang loose for one second. Thank you so much. Okay, I'm stopping my recording. All right. Well, I really hope you enjoyed that conversation with Vincent Atunez. Um, I will link you to the Trail Toes website uh, in the show notes. Ooh, that sounds so...
professional. Um, also, speaking of professional, I, I, I did manage to score a new microphone last week because the one I used, in, in I guess, last year, I don't know, it kind of crapped out on me and I don't know what's going on. But anyway, so I've got this one that's got sort of a floor mic, not floor mic, but a desk mic, mic stand. <laughs> and um, it just plugs in via USB. And of course, since I have a Mac, I have to use an adapter. Haha. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, hopefully I sound a little more professional. And so, uh, yeah, because I, I know in listening to earlier episodes of this podcast, I was just pretty much talking to my laptop uh, and hoping that the uh, microphone would pick up something, <laughs> um, which it did for the most part, but then, you know, it was not that great. So um, anyway, so hopefully this is an improvement. You know, again, I'm not sitting in my bedroom closet, you know, with my iPhone recording my podcast. <laughs> we are out of the closet, people. Um, anyway, um, but yeah, I, I learned a lot about Vincent and his, the product and him and, and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, it was really cool. And, um, so yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I know everyone's just jonesing to know about that. Um, not really. Uh, <laughs> uh, last weekend I was supposed to do Mesquite Fire 30K, uh, in the Rio Grande Valley where I used to live, but I had to pull the plug on it um, Thursday afternoon because uh, I'm not going to go into it, but it, it's very, I mean, you know me, sometimes I go really personal, but I don't really want to go very personal on this one. Um, just, just, just suffice it to say that it was some work-related disappointment slash devastation. <laughs> so, um, however, I did have a meeting with someone above me uh, today, and it may not be completely as awful as earlier um, conceived or whatever. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I love my job, but uh, that said, I have not really been running. Okay. I know this is weird. Okay. I'm doing a running podcast and I'm not running. Um, some of it is because I am a bit injured. I've got this hip flexor tendonitis on the left side and I started a rusty last week and I went again yesterday on Monday and oh my god I am black and blue on both sides of my upper left thigh holy moly <laughs> I look like I've been beaten and um but I think the idea is to just try to release some of that tension and whatnot those pressure points um and I also try to do my um uh, rehab exercises twice a day. Um, I'm trying, I'm trying. And I think next week is my last appointment with her, uh, unless we decide that I need to, you know, keep going. Um, and again, I don't get anything for this, but I, I highly recommend a Rosti because I think they, they do a nice job. Um, their motto is they fix pain, pat, <laughs> fix pain fast, try English for one. Um, anyway, yeah, so I've got that. And then um, I've been doing a lot of cross training. I, uh, I, I'm i doing a uh, like a one-week trial at this gym that's kind of near the Hemisphere Plaza. Uh, and they do a lot of functional training. And uh, so Sunday I took a class that involved kettlebells and body weight and, you know, a lot of bear crawls, which I am horrible at. I just... I know I was embarrassing myself, but you know, they also knew it was my first class that I didn't 
pick on me too badly but uh yeah and so uh tonight i am actually tuesday i'm going to a trx class um and i have done trx in the past and i love it i mean i think you know anything that you can you know strengthen your core and your upper body and lower body is is great and 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 so i'm really trying hard to you know um respond to changing it up and uh yeah because i just feel like you know as i get older i just feel like the body is not quite responding the way it used to to exercise or diet and um yeah, it's a great time. Let me tell you, people, sometimes getting old isn't that great. You know, it's like you have a lot of wisdom, but yeah. Uh, but anyway, tomorrow at noon, I am doing a rowing class, an indoor rowing class with like a, a special kind of rowing machine. It's not the kind that you usually see at your gym with the wheel. It looks like, it, I don't know, they, they call it a water rower. I'm, it's not in water. So, I mean, I know... Anyway, I saw them, I kind of spied them the other day. And so I sort of have a vague idea of what this might be. Um, many years ago, I took a rowing class um, at the uh, Cincinnati uh, River, bleh, I can't remember. But anyways, where the U.S. Olympic rowing team trained. And so I took a, it's like an adult ed class <laughs> and um, learned a, you know, indoor row and, you know, the catch release, da 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 da. Uh, and we never did really any real on water rowing, unfortunately, but you know, at some point, I mean, I really do think I have an affinity for that sort of stuff. Um, kayaking. Oh, hell no. And you people, you know, who have listened to this for any length of time already know my relationship with kayaking is not a great one. Um, although I do like it. Um, and I may take a class through REI and hopefully you know, not embarrass myself the next time I try it because last summer when I did it, um, I think my family was ready to kill me um, because I got so frustrated because I was like a tree magnet. <laughs> I kept falling out of the, the kayak. Um, but I think a lot of it was that I didn't understand that kayaking involves a different sort of pedal stroke, pedal stroke, paddle stroke. Thank you. I used to teach indoor cycling for a long time. And so we used the word pedal stroke. So anyway, um, yeah, so it, it, it involves a different sort of paddle stroke. And, and I didn't realize that until, you know, a while after my brother-in-law and sister threatened to tether me to their boats. And I was just like, absolutely not. That's another episode. You can listen to that one. It's in the archives somewhere from last summer. Um, from greetings from Michigan or somewhere. I don't know. I can't remember what I called it. But anyway, um, yeah. So I've been just trying to change it up a lot. And um, I am going to run this weekend with my buds out at McAllister Park. And then the following weekend is um, Prickly Pear. Yay. Uh, and I'm signed up for the 15K. Again, I'm, I'm kind of aiming low this at least for the first part of this year because I'm a little gun shy of trying too much um because i don't really need to like frustrate myself and uh yeah so that's you know and i think i also need to just kind of let my body heal my mind heal and just kind of switch it up and and do some other stuff um it's not that i because i love the trail running community and it's my tribe and I love these people and I don't want to lose them. Um, so I want to still be part of it, 
you know, regardless of, you know, how much I do or whatever. Um, but, um, I'm just kind of assessing things right now. Um, oh, and I don't know if, I think I did mention, God, I'm sorry. It's like an old person with dementia, but well, it's because I've tried recording this a couple of times, but yes, I do have a new microphone and hopefully it sounds pretty good. Hey. Um, anyway, that's all I've got for now. I'll see you next time. Hey.